It's not always fun and games for first responders. Zero five central, you show me in pursuit. But sometimes it is. Oh my God, he's not wearing pants again. Sometimes it's dangerous. Flipping around, look out, look out, look out. Sometimes it's not. Antler Boulevard for a snake in a house. And sometimes it's just plain stupid. Chihuahua in his lap on a lawnmower. This is the stupid side of first response. Do I really have to go to that? This is code 0.5. It's called Pink Drunk. All right, we're back again. Once again, it's... Yeah, you don't care about me, but my co-host Rich is here. Uh, And then... Yeah, y'all figure it out. Idiots here too. And then we brought Logan back again. <laughs> the big spoon, <laughs> as it were. The big spoon, and then his little spoon is here. I'm glad you think so highly of me. I don't know if it's little spoon or small spoon. Or what it is. I, mean, I was trying to think of something else to call you, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. That bastard guy. would work. <laughs> bastard, yeah, that's true too. Also, uh, podcast watchers, listeners, names. I, I voted yes on the bastards, by the way. <laughs> I was sitting there, so I listened to this while I get ready, and I was sitting there, and I was like, I almost like spit my coffee out. It was great. I had a, <laughs> had a great time. <laughs> I could start it out and be like, uh, you bastards are yeah. back again. Yeah. <laughs> you bastards. Oh. Then, uh, you know, you got the you're a bastard, and then they can get the I'm a bastard t-shirt. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, I forgot they have a shirt now. The uh, you're a bastard shirt? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. That's one of y'all showed me that. That was me that showed you. Yeah, there's a shirt made now that says you're a bastard. And at, <laughs> at the bottom of it says no offense. Oh, no offense, yeah. <laughs> you can't be offended, sir. It says no offense. <laughs> you know, I tried to order a Renick shirt because it's just who I am as a person. And uh, it said they were unavailable. What? Uh, on that link that you had posted? No. Yeah, it I, said unavailable. Whatever, what size? I got you. Extra large. Extra, extra large. But uh, extra medium. We'll, we'll get you one. Or, yeah. Yes, we will make that happen. I'll, I'll, I'll even autograph it for you. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't want that. I just, <laughs> all the lore. So, uh, I walked in a convenience store back in town one day, and I go in there, and there's a dude wearing a gray shirt, and it's got the Velveeta logo and says Renix on it. And I just stopped and looked at him, shook my head, and I'm like, people actually buying that crap. Yeah. You're joking, right? Like, this is not, this didn't really happen. No, no. it really did. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is somebody out in public wearing it? No. I, the first yeah. time I see someone wearing a Renix t-shirt, they're just getting punched. And I'm not giving any explanation. I'm just going to walk up, cold car, and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, why? Why did he do that? I have fans. Yeah. Uh, Holly was at Dollar General and sent me a picture of a guy in a Renix shirt. And I sent it to him. And these and are he's like, people what? that don't got no money either. They're just like, <laughs> they've been saving up their pennies. Buy them a Renix mm. shirt. Uh, will you do sign them when you see them out in public? Like he said, do you stop? You're oh, like, hey, God. I care. Don't get him. Just for this. He's like, yeah. got his calligraphy set. He rolls out. And he's like, let me, let me take care of that for you. Oh, what was it that somebody posted um, that two kids were playing like cops oh, or something? Yeah, they were they're... arguing about oh, which yeah. one of them was going to be Renix. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they know they're going to die. <laughs> I want to be Renix. Yeah. One of them wanted to be rich. You can only run 10 feet rich. at a time no, if you're Renix. <laughs> Probably yelling at each other, you're a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Renix, you can only run 10 feet at a time and you carry a little gun. And yeah. then... I was Renix last time. Mom. <laughs> I don't want to be Renix. <laughs> Renix don't want to be Renix. Oh, rip. <laughs> this is unfortunate. God, I feel sorry for those kids, the influence that we have on them. I know. So, you know, the only thing worse than this 2008 Crown Vic I'm rocking is that 2004 uh, 
Tahoe that you got to drive for a while. I hate you. Yeah. I really hate you. So <laughs> I didn't even take his money. I just want you to know. I didn't even take his I, yeah, money. I did he offer him money. Cash money. Like, yeah, he did. <laughs> I will give this right now. Yeah. When I got back, you told me you were still waiting on that money. No. <laughs> no. I did it just for so, the just for the enjoyment. Yeah. So Renix being the bastard that he is, can't take care of anything, can't do anything right. So he just like <laughs> breaks everything. Oh, make, make sure you preface how all this started. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so, <laughs> so I'm out working in the hey, car. Driving bastard. The car that I'm driving doesn't have a radar in it. Okay. And the handheld radar is broken. Well, I'm going to be the only one in town as Renix is going to the academy. So I said, hey, I want to drive Renix's car while he's going to the academy. And Renix cries like the little baby that he is. And he's like, I'm too big to fit in the little car. And I can't drive it. And, I'm like, I don't, I want. and he's like, well, he's like, the real reason I don't want my friends to see me in that car when we go, because we drive my car when we go eat at the academy. And I was like, okay, so you're worried about your friends seeing you in the ugly patrol car. Like, that's what you're worried about? You have friends? Yeah. Well, that was, well, there's more to I that, too. We'll get that. Social yeah. status. So, work a... So that night that I was out, he <laughs> so I go and get his car. I call Rich. I'm like, hey, I want to use his car. It's got radars in it just so I can yeah, have something. He's like, well, he needs, you know, it's finally like, come on, man. Like, I need something to do. And he's like, all right. So he makes Renick's trade, which you would think that I shot Renick's his firstborn. Mm. And <laughs> he gets in this car. Well, he's so angry. He hate drives. He hate drives anyway, right? Like, there's one speed and his foot all the way to the, the floor. <laughs> and, uh, he he blows up the engine, right? Like in it's this, false. this car. It's literally <laughs> no, blew it it's up. true. It blew it up because no. he was driving like an asshat as he, he does. False. He was driving that car. Him and freaking Walter made how many trips to the jail that night? I mean, yeah, three? we went three times. Three times back and forth. Not a problem. One. How do we know he didn't hate drive it back? I don't hate drive. He didn't yeah. know. <laughs> and if there was a problem, like he would call me. He'd be like, "Hey, this thing ain't running right." Yeah. He'd have called me sooner and said, "Hey, can I get Renick's car? This thing ain't running right." Yeah. So. We, uh, we, you know, we're having, we're having this great time. Renix blows up the car. Well, so he's like, well, you got to give Renix that car back and you're going to drive the, the other vehicle we have, which Renix isn't allowed to drive because it's souped up and he'll break it. So, <laughs> but it doesn't have a radar in it. So the, back to my square one. So I tell him, I said, Hey, I know Renix's not allowed to drive this, but there's this old beater parked behind the PD. Is it a 2004? Yeah, I think so. And it, honestly, the inside's pretty clean. For other than the dash lights don't work, so they have a cool little dome light that you press so the dash will illuminate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really that's ingenuity right there. And I was like, "Hey, what's wrong with this?" And he's like, "I don't think anything. I think it just needs a battery." And I was like, "Allow me." And so we, <laughs> I go get my the mechanic here, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna give this car to Renix, but I need your help." And he's like, "Sold." So he like goes over there. <laughs> so we like get up there, we get it all ready, we get it primed up, fires up. I was like, "This is Renix's car." So I drive it. We went and washed it. We hand washed it. Got all the you know mold that was on it off and like cleaned it. We took it down there, and we get there, and you've never seen this kid look more sad. He was embarrassed. He was like turning bright red. All the guys like, "Renix, that's your new car." And, like, oh, yeah. and he goes, "What are you guys doing?" Because no one's told him at this point yeah. we're coming to trade him cars down there at Ada. And I was like, hey, Rich sent me down here to get your car so I can drive it. And you're taking this. And he's like, no. And I was like, like, no, it's too late. Like, we've already made the decision. Like, I've been sent down here by Rich to trade you cars. And he's like, no. Well, his friends come up and they start giving him shit. And they're like, yeah, well, he was, you know, he's got to be tired. We told him he need to get rest because he's out there. He took, he arrested all those people last night. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, do what? I was like, look at it. He said, yeah, well, he, you know, he was, he's out there. He had to take those people to jail. I said, hey, this is me. I took those people to jail. There was four people that went to jail that night. Yeah, you took one of them and it was unrelated to my three, okay? You came over and assisted on two of them. 
And they're like, I thought you arrested those guys. He's like, well, I was, I was helping them. And they're like, oh, the truth comes out. They're like all laughing. Well, I was on shift when it happened. Yeah, I, I heard about it. I, you know, I, I talked to him. And so, so he took it. But he was so embarrassed. You've never seen a kid look more disappointed. He's like, he literally is like throwing a fit. Hands and feet stomping. And he's like, oh, my friends are going to make fun of me when we have to drive to go get food. Or drive to the smoke pit. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, get over it. <laughs> they know where you work. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, everybody everybody there knows. And the thing is, the, even that car is like, for those of you that have been down there, that car is nicer than like half the cars that are people drive down there to cleat anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some like, rust buckets. That, it's not like they're going to give you, oh, you're brand new. We're going to give you a brand new car to drive down and get your training. Yeah, no. Like, absolutely not. It is, again, even the old beater was way nicer than half the cars that were even down there. Like, we get there, and I'm like, oh, my. Like, so many people are driving these? (laughs) There's one girl that was in an 80s. Who was driving the 80s Grand Cherokee? It was 80s Grand. It still had the, like, halogen bowl rotators on top. And I was like, what in the world is that? Like, it had one of the old, you know, the tags so old that it's like you can't see anything on it anymore. The old white city tags from oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what in the world is that rust bucket? She has to park it, making sure she's facing downhill. Yes. But no, he was, he was so upset. I'm trying to think. Oh, well, see, so he talks about his, his, he's got little T-Rex arms, you know, and he carries a baby gun. So he, he was had it down there on that drop leg. Like he was oh tactical or something. Here we go. All his DOC training. That's what they taught him. So, uh, they, tactical. <laughs> so I kept telling him, I would, every time I walk up, I was like, Oh, Hey dude, what, what's going on? And he's like, what, what? And he'll look and I'll say, your gun fell off your belt again. Is it like, you know, it's down there on your leg. And he's like, that's where it's supposed to be. Like, oh, okay. I tell him all time. So when I found out he had it back on his belt, I was like, wow, I told him so. Is he like, did it, you know, it was a, a moment of victory. He can reach it now. Yeah. Well, I was not like, he's going to use it anyway, but we were, no, cause we don't, we don't. Never mind. I'm not going to broadcast. We don't have any ammunition anyway. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got his one bullet in his pocket. Has, so. he, <laughs> be fine. has he showed you how he unlocks his car? Oh, God. Show him how you unlock Oh, is car. it where he like no. goes up and he like tries to dry hump it and gets the key up he's there? He's got to like reach all the way down here and get his... Why do you have that on an 18-inch lanyard? It's not an 18-inch lanyard. It's like maybe four or five inches. Oh, well, that's not well anyway <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate mm-hmm. so no i don't man I, so what have you guys had going on anything else good well, i love it when he has that lanyard and then he sticks his phone in that front pocket and then when he's walking here the, <laughs> the keys go clink and then it slings over and whack hits his phone clink whack clink but, you know so oh my god they make fun of me because i'm an 80 year old man but i so we're an outer carrier and i got a otter box for my phone and i have a clip thing for it on my vest like an old man that wears it on his belt and it goes yeah. and it clicks right there on my vest mm. because you can't so my taser is on my left side because i carry like offhand off draw and then my pistol and i carry a big ass gun so it covers my right pocket so i can't put my phone in there and I was like, he's getting old, put it in a vest pocket or whatever. So I, I just put that in that clip and it sits there. And they make fun of me because we'll be out on calls and you'll hear click. And it like, my phone gets out and I'm like, click back on there. And they're like, why are you so, why are you an old man? That's well, <laughs> what it is. We have, they're right about some things. All right. Also, the outer carriers still hate them. It's still a one out of 10. Mm, you guys should all no. be class A's all the time. It's fine. It's fine. No, polyester is not good in the summertime. That's fair. Buy, buy nice class A's, don't buy polyester. <laughs> Again, we, we are stuck with budgetary constraints. That's fair. If Renix would quit breaking cars, we could probably afford some better uniform. Well, hey, speaking of which, did that car ever get fixed? No. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> He's, every time I talk to the guy, like, oh, it'll take me five minutes. I'll have this up and running. Like five, five more minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I come back, and it's like six months later. And he's like, wait, I haven't started on it. But when I do start on it, it'll yeah. be... It's like our maintenance. The other day, so I, 
my car, my old Crown Vic, you shifted. So between like, so when you get up, so it's like first gear is pretty short nose. It's like one to like 30. And second gear is from like 30 to like 55 <coughs> or 60. But once you get up to six, if you, if you rock on it in second gear, all of a sudden it'll pop into third gear and it just slips. So it'll go wop, 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 and it like just stays wherever you're at. <laughs> so we're like flying hot to a call and they're like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm on my way. So I'm like, you know, like, and you just hear my car, like I'm talking on the radio and they show me the audio clear. It's, it's sirens roaring and the engine's going bop, 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 bop. Like everybody's looking at me as I'm passing them. Like, oh, shh. Like, <laughs> I was embarrassed as Renix in that 04 Tahoe. So like, I, I'm trying. Yeah, so, listen, I'm giving her hell. So, uh, I was driving in reverse, going faster. So, so, so I get there, and so I call, I call the deputy chief, and I'm like, because he's a, he's in charge of our fleet maintenance, and I'm like, hey, uh, my car won't go faster than 55. Like, I need to switch out to because we have extra units in my hand. And he's like, well, there's only two streets in town. It's this one and that one. that have a speed limit of 55. So just stay off those. And I was like, you're joking, right? He's like, yeah, you can switch one of the other ones. So I was like, oh, okay, like, all right. So I take it, and I'm thinking the transmission's best up in it because it won't also it won't shift to the third. So when it does shift into third gear, I have to like make it shift into third gear. So I'm like, okay, well this car's toast. So I spend like the hour and a half unpacking all the crap that were issued and putting it in that a different Crown Vic. That's a, so this one is a 06 Crown Vic, and it's an old civilian model Crown Vic that was from California that California Highway Patrol turned into a cop car. So it's got the solid red light in the front. It's awful. And the thing, all the suspension shots, so it's like a boat. You can pick up the bumper and raise it up like 13 <laughs> inches. So when you drive it around, it's the smoothest driving patrol car, but you look like an 80s pimp driving it around. It's like, anyway, so we, uh, so I put all my stuff in there, and I go home for the night. And then first thing in the morning, calls like, hey, your car's ready. And I was like, are you serious? I even unwired my computer and wired it up in the new car because that car didn't have a computer mount, so I spent forever in it's like, all right, I'll go pick it up. I'll pick it up. And when I dropped it off, I told him, I said, the transmission messed up. The left rear tire is like damn near bald. And the right tire goes flat. Like every four days or so, it'll be flat. So it's just got to slowly. And my left headlight, the low beam doesn't work. So I just drive around with my high beams on all the time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So anyway, that car is so crappy, though, the headlights. Nobody even, like, nobody even knows. So, and you know the marker lights, the, like, the iconic marker lights in the Crown Vic? Yeah. The left ones burn out. So I, I give them this list of stuff. I'm like, hey, I, I like all these things. But while well, it's here, and they call me, and they're like, hey, everything's done. So I get there, and the maintenance supervisor's like, well, the transmission fluid was like half full, so that's why your transmission wouldn't shift. And I was like, awkward. So I was like, I'll keep an eye on that from now on. <laughs> and they're like, your power steering fluid, nearly empty. Yeah, there's just like a severe leak. And I was like, all right, so we're getting that fixed. And he's like, nah, I'll just keep an eye on it. Like, I put a jug in there. <laughs> you know, if you need anything, just fill it up. A, you got an extra one in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right. So like I put it in there with my other fluids stay in the trunk. And then the, they're like, there was no leak in the tire. And I was like, okay. And then they replaced the other tire with an old tire that had more tread than what was on it before. And then they fixed my marker light. I will give them that. But when they installed the marker light, they messed up. Somehow the wiring is confused with the turn signal. They flipped the two wire. And so it thinks the turn signal's out, so now it goes like super flash whenever you turn it on. Drives me nuts. <laughs> and then the next day I get it to go on the board and the tire is flat. So I sent him a picture and said, There's no leak, don't worry. And like, but they didn't fix my headlight. The left headlight still burnt out. So and now the right headlight's burnt out, so it just grow on high beams all the time. <laughs> but speaking of that, I mean it's awful. Like it it is and the, the thing is they handle if they would make a new crown big, right? Like because like They'd put a new motor and transmission in it, make a body-on-frame car. It'd sell like hotcakes because they're great, great driving cars. They're just slow and ugly. But so is Renix. So it's yeah. Cool. I was say. <laughs> hey, so I, I was impressed that you actually like are them. taking notes. 
What do you have over there? I have all kinds of crap. Like, I didn't know you could write. Like was 40, the <laughs> 40 something. Well, I was writing stuff down, but uh, the one of the ladies that listens to the podcast actually told me about voice notes. Renix knows I'm a, I pay all my bills with checks still. Like, I'm an old man when it comes to stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like, I like to write and I still have my notebook. I still use it all the time. So, I just write in your notebook, but who cares? Well, it looks like he's doing more doodling now. Well, I, there's no. a lot of doodling. No, there's a lot of stuff. But, in there. What is what are all the E's? Oh, that's that's for uh I don't know. Top secret. I don't remember what that was for. They're not E's, I was bored. Yeah, we try to keep up with all the stuff we've talked about so we yeah. never repeat. Oh, I gotcha. So I know what's what. So the agency that found your badge. Oh God. You know, that's where I went through the academy. Yeah. Was at that agency. Awful. And the fact that those guys didn't beat you up when you got there blew my mind because they are mean people. (laughs) They are are not friendly. Wait, 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 wait. You talking about that academy? Yeah. No. Oh, so there was a secondary. No, that's not the one that I went to. Oh, is it not? No. That was the one. Send me a message really quick. Tell me who you're talking about. Because I thought. Oh, no. He's done it more than once. He's already admitted to that. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so maybe it was. Yeah. I was like, say, how many times has this happened? Several. That's just the first time I heard about it. <laughs> He's had He's a lost s- a lot of stuff. series of freaking little mini heart attacks, armpit heart attacks. Uh, oh, that's worse. Yeah. Well, that agency is better than this one, but yeah, I can't. I will never. If anyone ever asks me like, oh, you should go work there. No, that is like one of the worst agencies I've ever experienced. Their people are terrible. Really? So. I don't. There, no one likes them either. Like it was wild. So like in the city where I work, you go out to eat. I've never once paid for a meal in that city. Like you go and somebody, oh, somebody paid for your guys. Oh, thanks. You know, like whatever. That city, like we'd go in there. Their Chick Fil A don't even give the police discounts anymore. They're like, we don't like them, so we're not. Yeah, like, that, in that city down that's, there, yeah, that's you know why? That's him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, he had to go down there for yeah. friggin' academy. That was all him. No, 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 no. Not we, the place he lost his badge. The place where their office is. Oh yeah, their friggin' Taco Bell there don't do it anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the town where your guys' office is, I can't stand. Like, all those guys there are just total buffoons. They are, uh, <laughs> but, like, nobody, like, like, the way they talk, like, we go out, like, listen, it's just, I mean, it was awful. And our, like, DT, so I don't know how Renix passed DT, because, like. <laughs> I do. I, I paced myself. Wait till you so, see the video. You'll, oh, no. So, like, I am not the pinnacle of physical physique or fitness. But uh, we get out there, and our, it's like, we did, we did two and a half weeks which was miserable in the first place. And the first day we get there and the instructors are all pretty normal. And they're like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And one of the guys, he's been doing it for years and he did our reserve Academy. And like, he was cool. Like, you know, you do your warm up and stuff and it kind of sucks. And then like you do your DT and we get there and the warm up's not that bad. And we do like the first half of DT and they cut us out. They're like, Hey, this is the only day you're getting out early. And it only gets harder from here. And we're like, Oh yeah. It's like, they tell, you know, I've been through Fletzy. I went to the reserve camp. I was like, Oh, that's what they say every time. And you know, and it like, doesn't really, the next day, this guy shows up, he comes inside. And he is built like Hulk. He comes in. He's like six foot one, and he's shredded. Like, and he's so he's an army drill instructor as a reserve, and he's huge. But he's got this little shrieky voice, and it reminds me of like what's is it Mike Tyson, you know? No. Talks, like, <laughs> and like you can't understand anything he says, right? And he's yelling, and dude. So I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. He's running the PT. There's no way this guy's cardio is good because he's huge. No, I was wrong. So for like everything we did, he does like five, right? So our schedule, we had to get there at eight. 
Yeah, of course, you got to be there 30 minutes early, right? They always want us to be 30 minutes early. And so you get there, you start. We did we did PT from 8, and we did like high-intensity cardio from 8 until 10. And then from 10 to 11, you did mat stuff. So you did like the pulls, the shrimps, the buddy like carry, all that stuff. And then from 11 to 12.30, we did our DT, and then you went to lunch. And then you came back from lunch, and from 1 to 2.30 was more high-intensity cardio. <laughs> and then from like that 2.30 to five was like mat time and it was miserable like by the time you get done you're like just throw me down so i can lay down for a minute like please slam me <laughs> so like we're doing. but this guy his voice is like so awful and uh but he's like he's yelling you can't understand anything and so we're the other two instructors are getting so frustrated with the amount of stuff we're doing you know and they're trying to keep up they're like trying to do it with us and one guy's big he's everybody knows he's a super happy guy he's an investigator at that agency and he's like he's like come on guys and he's like barely getting his arms up for these like we did we did 500 jumping jacks like in a row, like we're doing stuff like, like 200, 300, like uh, squats and like stuff. And they're like, we're doing this because you're squatting the maneuvers. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be able to squat when we get to the maneuvers. And we're like, <laughs> doing we did like, and I, and I wasn't the least in shape. One of your guys was the least in shape people that were there. <laughs> he no longer works there. But, um, and he like, he, every day he commuted, oh, I'm sick. I gotta go to the doctor. I got COVID. And he would like leave early or come in late. And then anyway, um, so we're all being miserable together and, that this guy, he'll be like yelling direction. So the one guy's trying to keep us all happy. He's like, come on, guys. Like, don't give up. He's like, think about what motivates you. You know, think about what, what drives you. He's like, my kids, think about them. He's like, wait, no, don't you think about my kids. Think about your kids. He's like, he's like, don't you be thinking about my kids. And like, the thing. So, like, like, so the main instructor's doing it. He's, but he's got that high pitch like thing. And he's, and we're in a gym, right? So they're like yelling and you can't. And he'd be like, oh, run, run. And you're like, what did he, what did he say? You're looking at the instructions. He goes, I don't know. Just go, just go. So like, like full sprint. And then he's like, that's not what I said to do. Sprint to sides. And you're like, and you're like oh, no. And, so he's, and then like the sprawls. And at the very end, one of your guys, the one we talked about earlier, we call him pocket change. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so we're on the last day of the mats. We're doing the last thing. And they like to have us do log rolls all the time. So you'd do like 150 yards of log rolls. They'd be like, get up and sprint. If you don't sprint, you got to go, you know, you got to log roll again. You take off, you just collapse them down. They're laughing. You take off running again. Well, like the old man in our academy passes out. And they're like, don't leave your buddies behind. You know, it's like you're, we're like trying to like drunk drag him as we're like going through there. He's like waking up and he's, they're like, did you pass out? No, you pass out. You go home. He's like, no, I was taking a nap. Like, you don't take a nap on my bed. So we're like dragging him, you know, like, oh. And uh, so, pocket. We're doing the log roll. Last set of thing. We're done. Like this is it. DT's over. We've passed. We've all taken the test. Well, we take the test at the end of this. But um, and they're like, no more after this. And we get to the log almost to the end. And I'm rolling, rolling. And all of a sudden, I just feel I was like pocket change dingle across my face. And I was like, <laughs> and so I stop. And there's like, I'm all dizzy. And there's some change. Like, so I pick it up and I like shove it in my pants. And we keep rolling, you know, because like you're not supposed to have anything on the mats. They tell you yeah. at the beginning, take everything out of your pockets. There's absolutely nothing allowed on the mats. Like no. And we get to the end, and that big old yoke, they're like, what? What you got in your pocket? And I was like, nothing. What? And he's like, what you got in your pocket? And I was like, nothing. I don't. I saw you pick it up. And I was like, I, nothing, man. I don't have. And he's like, give it to me right now. And so, like, give it to him. And, like, here's this change. And he goes, whose change might this be? And he's, like, walking up. And everybody's, like, looking at us. And I was like, oh, no. And so, like, we're like, I was like. We're going to die. <laughs> and he's like, everybody come out on these mats. And so, like, we all, like, walk out there. And we're like. 
oh no. And they just start like brutalizing. Finally, he like admits, we all knew it was his, but like, oh, you don't dime each other out, right? Like, yeah. uh, and he's like, you're lucky you didn't tell on him or else it'd be worse. And, so, like, and, it's, it's and then he's like, you boys want some music? And I was like, and I was like, no. And like, look at everybody like, don't do it. There's a trap, right? Like, you know, yeah. he goes, come on, boys, music. And we're like, no, 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 we're fine. And they're like, oh, music would be great and motivate us. And he's like, that's what I thought. And he like, you know, plugs in his phone. All of a sudden, it is at an ear-shrieking level of classical music. And he's like, it pumps my blood. And he like, comes out and like, oh, no. <laughs> like, dude, I mean, it was the worst experience of my life. I lost, so in our, our three, two and a half weeks, I lost 15 pounds. And all the guys, and the, the guy comes up, he goes, I see you. You're looking good. He's like, you slimmed up a little. And he's like, and I was like, God, I hate you. And at the end, so then we do a fight night, right? And like, so he's the last, and he does like jujitsu. He does all this other stuff. Like, I mean, he is not somebody that I'd ever, if I ever rolled up to a call, like knowing him, I'd just be like, get down on the ground or I'm going to shoot you. I'm like, that's, that's, that's <laughs> your two options because those are lethal weapons. And you like, do this thing. So he like, you walk in the fight night. I mean, they're getting smoked. There's fog. The lights, the music is crazy, you know, and they're like yelling at you directions and stuff. And I start looking around all the people we're going to fight, you know, and in the very back corner, there's a, this massive man in a red man suit that's so big, the red man suit doesn't fit. And he's like, hype, you know how people hype themselves up before they fight? Yeah. Like, and he's, and I'm like, oh no. So I'm like trying to like, and now like every obstacle I go through, all I can think about is like, I'm going to have to fight this guy after I get smoked. And all like, the first one, you know, they like jump you in for your first one. Just a bunch of dudes come over and you just got to fight them all. Well, it was funny. So one of the instructors comes running at me. And he's no, we call him the guy that killed with his thumb. So he's like special forces in the military. He's teaching this. And he really is like, he's a badass too. Super nice guy. But he comes running at me with the thing. And I was like, okay, like I've got to, like, I got to hit hard at first and like just try to keep him back. So I hit him with the baton. And when I do, he like was not prepared, I guess. Mm. And he just flew back, like onto his back. <laughs> and then the other guy was like, you're going to pay for that. And like, starts like, <laughs> I was like, oh no. Just like, starts like, I was like, oh, they like beat the crap. So we're like running, you know. And I get to the end and that guy and they're like, he's under arrest. You got to take him into custody. And they hand you a baton and they're like, do what you need to do. And you're like, all right. So I get, I was like, get on the ground. You're under arrest. And he's like, what for? And I was like, I don't know. Get on the ground. And, like, he's, like, <laughs> and he's like, I'm not doing it. I was like, get on the ground. So we start going at it. You know? And the first time you don't like block, you know, you put your hand up for block. He just reached out like, oh, poof, me in the face, punching this guy. I was like, oh. And so like, we, so we get to fighting and he grabs my baton. We're like fighting over it. And I just start like throwing hooks at like knee and stuff. And he get he, the baton bounces out of my hand. And I'm like, oh, so we both oh. look at it. I was like, I can't let him get the baton. Like, I can't let him, you know, like, he'll beat me with it. So, like, so I dive on it, and he gets it, too. And I was like, I can't fight him over this. He's like, he's going to win if he gets fighting. So I just let go, and I start kneeing him, and the red man suit flies off. And they're like, don't stop. Like, we don't care. And so I threw another knee, and he's like, oh. And he, again, and he stops. Like, everything stops. And he just looks at me, and he drops the baton. And I was like. Oh no! <laughs> he, just, like, oh, he puts a whooping on me. We just went like round and round. He just this like he needed me back. Where he like, knew. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> so and then it was great. And then we had one guy in our academy that's like four eleven. You know, he's a park ranger, and uh, we call him what was is Yogi and. Uh, what's the little guy that rode around with him? That was his nickname. Oh. Boo boo, boo boo. That's what they call all they called him and stuff. <laughs> and he went in there and he came back and his uniform's like on backwards as a belt. He's like, yeah, I was fine. But no, it was that was like the worst part, man. And this guy is massive, but. They asked, I was like, how's he doing like calls and stuff? And they're like, nobody likes him. Uh, he goes out there and he tells them they're not worth anything and then he leaves. And I was like, okay. <laughs> kind of reminds yeah, me of a. The fight night that we had at my my academy. Did you guys do a fight night? Yeah, oh, I don't know if Cleet did still. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one where they they told him he needed to come back, 
No, like you are no, no. so good at no. what you do. You've got Absolutely to come back not. No. and teach these new no. officers the that, ways that, that you're said wrong. Said wrong. Over DOC that is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you were like the top of the class when it came to this because of your DOC That's, Did they tell him that in the back false. of the ambulance? Or was it once he was at the hospital? He woke up. No, on my fight night, I got through all the all the obstacles and everything, and I get up to the red man, and I'm like, oh, this dude's big. Well, I started to get nervous at first. I had the Not pond. you. Yeah. Did your little T-Rex arm start sweating? Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was already hyperventilating from the beginning. but From your asthma? Yeah. <laughs> but So I start I swing in, I'm swinging at the red man with the baton, and... He's he's blocking and he goes down a little bit and I end up clocking him in the side of the head. He just stands up, stops, and he's like, "You just hit me in the head." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> so I swung again and I hit him in the head again. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> oh my god. In my report, I was aiming for the green area nearest the arm. <laughs> like, like, uh, but I come I. I after that second swing, I, I pull back and he just goes pop right in the nose. I'm like, oh, ow! So I start swinging for the legs again. I was like, that yeah, that that that's gonna fix that problem right there. Start swinging for the legs, and then he's like, come on, hit me harder, hit me harder. I was like, Jesus, like I'm hit, I'm giving you all I got right now. Like I've just been smoked. Like come on. But yeah, that after him punch after him, you know, yelling at me that that was definitely. Yeah. Eh. One, one of our guys, he gets through really fast and he gets done and he's not like out of the breath. Like, I mean, he's like is, but you can tell he's like up, but I was like, what, like what happened in there? Why are you done? So like, did he quit? You know, to give up? Cause they, you know, they gave us safe and they really hype you up. They're like, your safe word is this. Like if anything happens to you, this, this, or this, like, you know, say that, you know, they're like, make try to get you worked up, right? The best they can <coughs> as real as possible. And uh, they told us before you went there, they said, everything on your belt that you have on there, you know, and so they let us keep our holster, our flashlight, handcuffs, all the stuff. And they said, hey, everything that's on there, you can use any of those items at any time that you feel like they're necessary. And then they give you the foam baton. And so when they hand you the foam baton, you're like, all right, this is what I have. Right? Like, <laughs> you forget about everything yeah. else. <laughs> right? Like, this is it. And like, so you get in there and you're and like that last guy. So he went in there and there's three dudes and the two of them start grabbing him around the waist and stuff. He just pulls out his old mouse tool and is like, this is it. Like, you boy better stop or like, you know, it's going to be over. And so they give up and he's like, all right, everybody down on the ground. And so he runs to the next obstacle and that guy, he gets out the baton. He said, as soon as that guy grabbed his baton, he's like, all right, get down on the ground. We're like, it's over. And he said he did. You know, he's like, I was like, damn. <laughs> I forgot I was allowed to use all those things. Like, I, but yeah, he was. A, he was a See, guy. they didn't tell us any of that. They yeah. said you had to use what, what they gave you. No, they, yeah, said they, you could, they said you had your belt on and you had all the instruments on it, but you weren't allowed to touch any of it because it wasn't part of the exercise. Our guy that taught our legal block was the So when I went to the Reserve Academy, the lady taught ours, she was a expert witness from McGirt. She's a young lady and super smart. One of the best instructors I've ever had. She made a legal block entertaining. And that was like something to Oh, wow. Know, yeah. Like <laughs> all of us had fun. And we like, even after she was gone, we we're like, are you teaching any more class? Like she came back and taught a couple. I mean, it was great. She was awesome. And she should be down there at Cleet, and she wants to. She's been trying to, like, she just wants to do it. She doesn't want to, like, work for them. She's like, I'd love to teach it. Or, like, she even asked to rewrite the legal, the reserve, you know, because they're always way behind, even material wise. Even yeah. And she was like, hey, I'll rewrite all this. Like, I'll get you guys approved. I'll spend my time, like, my money. I'll rewrite it all. They're like, no, don't worry about it. So, anyway, um, the guy for this, he's an old man, and he used to be 
an ADA here. I guess he was elite ADA for a long time. Old country boy from Arkansas, and he's slow talking, and he just – he was the worst. And if it didn't happen between the years of like 1985 and 1995 in this county, we didn't learn about it, right? Like it didn't mm. – it's like stories and tangents that he went on, and he was the worst. We all had to like study on our own. Like I mean he was absolutely awful. But I guess he used to be a fighter pilot too in the – like – in the Air Force before he became an attorney. Wow. And I was like, I can't imagine being some infantryman getting blown up. And all you hear is like, we're on our way. Like from your like, fighter pilot. Like, oh my God. And he like goes flying over there. No, but he made, us call, yeah. he made us call him Big Daddy. That was what he wanted to be referred to as by the I was like, this feels inappropriate. <laughs> you know, like, and of course, our I don't know how your legal book was, but that was our first class. Like they want to get it out of the way oh, yeah. first, and it was misery. But yeah, well, when I went down, very boring during our DT, and we had our knife fight. Mm. You know, they have the the big gym, and you went in one at a time with everybody. Mm. And there's a long line. I mean, there's a hundred of us in this line outside, yeah. and all you can hear is loud music. And and I don't know if it was the first guy or the second guy that had gone in. He goes in and does his thing. Well, then the music and everything stops, and then an instructor comes out with that guy. And they were like, hey, we need y'all to keep an eye on him. And we're like, okay, why? Well, he they said that he got hit in the head and it knocked him out and he laid down on the mat. And I think we've got, we think he's got a concussion, blah, blah, blah. Are they trying to stuff. scare you guys? Yeah, they had a scare tactic. Chair right there. And I was older. Everybody else was younger. And I'm standing there and I'm like, whatever. And everybody's like, man, what are they going to do to us in there? And they, you know, were really working themselves up, getting right. so scared. And I'm like going through all this. And I go, look, y'all listen, now, what, you know how every time we go in there and anybody got like a hangnail, they called an ambulance out and sent us right. off. You really think this guy got knocked out in a concussion and all this. Exactly, and they just yeah. said, that's what it was. Yeah. Is it to scare the shit out of all of us? Mm-hmm. I mean, we did get the hell beat out of us when we went in there. Right. But, but it wasn't it was. like, yeah. And, and, that's and he cool. played along so well. Oh, he'd yeah. be sitting there and he'd be rubbing his head. And, <laughs> and, I, kinda, and I told him. And he'd kind of rock back like he'd yeah. fall asleep or <laughs> pass out or something. Everybody one of your guys is out there, like, one of your guys is, you know, officers out there. And he's like sweating, like just like working himself. And he would, he's the same one that he would, he would work himself up every day when they talk about how brutal it was going to be. And then he'd like leave because he was sick. And he was always sick or everything anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, and I told him, I was like, listen, like, they don't want to lose any of their ability to instruct. Like, they've just started being able to host academies here. So they don't want to hurt any of us because they're going to have to start over. They've got to do a report when we get hurt. I was like, if we go in there, they're not going to. I was like, yeah, you might get a little, you know, roughed up. But I was like, they're not going to hurt you. Like, you know, and this is a safe environment. Like, they know what they're doing. Like, they've done yeah. this before. I was like, at the end of the day, like, go in there. You've been in real fights before. So don't worry about that. Like, you know, there's no real danger here, uh, you know. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm like, yeah. It's like, you're older than all of you. You're old enough to be my dad. Like, I should not have to coach you through this life event. As we, like, go through there. But I don't know. The best thing we did, the shooting block, we did a lot of – so we did, like, all the cleat stuff as quick as we could in terms of the requirements for shooting. And then we got a lot of, like, instruction afterwards. And the rifle portion stuff was really great. But we did a lot of fighting in and around cars, which is something cleat doesn't do at all. And I think that's super important. Like, the way that, you know, they taught us we were using stuff as cover. And then we got to go shoot at cars, see how – Bullets reacting and did stuff. I mean, it was super good that port, but it was it was fifty fifty. Some of our instructors were terrible, but it's the same way with cleat. You know, you go down there and you got guys that have been cops for ten years. They've been there instructing, yeah. and they're telling you how to do stuff. The only thing that sucked for us was our driving because we had to use o- OSU OKC's track. We didn't get to go down to Ada, and so that was a little that sucked a little bit, but it was still fun. They made it may have, and because there was only there's thirteen of us, we got a lot more driving time than you would oh, get because yeah. we spent. I mean, we probably all spent four hours a day driving each. So mm-hmm. you get a lot more than you would have got there, but mm-hmm. we did. I think a whole week of weaker, 
week and a half of driving. So, but it was good. I mean, some of the guys are cool. A lot of the guys that work for that agency now, we have a group chat. We all still like text and I can see their stuff out on calls, whatever. And half of them are wanting to quit. Like some of them already quit when other agencies and doing stuff. And it cracked me up. So they had this really cool plaque made with all of our agency patches on it for the people that had come there. And one of the guys left shortly after. And the way they treat them is like awful from top down. Like I, I've never seen an agency that just – when you see horror stories people talk about and you're like, oh, this is the worst work environment. This, I'm like, I've never seen an agency that's that bad. Like places got their flaws and whatever. And like the more I talk to these people, I was like, this is what they're writing those stuff about. Like what, this agency is like the thing. And even the other agencies around them don't like it. Like they'll be like – they were talking about uh, the trooper you had mentioned earlier when we were talking off off episode. And uh, super nice guy. He'll come out and help me. He'll help me work Rex. He'll do everything. He'll just show up and be like, hey, man, what do you need me to do? Oh, yeah. Like let me help you. He came and helped me on a, a school bus accident I had the other day. There's like all these people said, let me – like I'll start doing this. I was like, oh, thanks, man. And and they're like, he won't ever help us with anything. And he tells us to like, you know, mind his mind our business, get off his interstate. And I'm like, he must really not like you because he's always really nice to all of us. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like, And so uh, – but he left and they – whatever, I guess their chief put a patch. So they have this like placard right there for our academy and they glued like a patch on the wall underneath it to the agency that he left to. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. So like, it was, I was like, dude, that's wild. So we like looking at it. So – but yeah, that was – the agency itself was awful. Wouldn't recommend it to anybody. And I've got a friend that we worked at the sheriff's office together and she works there now and she loves it. She like thinks it's the greatest thing ever. So I don't know. Maybe it's just – if you're in the end, I guess. I don't know. But so how do you guys get away with not working traffic accidents? I don't know. I'm just glad I don't have to do it. They're not even hard. Like I, I know. I mean, they, they're not difficult or anything. I just don't. I'm just glad I don't have to do it no more. <laughs> I just don't know how that works. Like you just wave jurisdiction to OHP every time. Yep. OHP probably hates you guys. <laughs> like, I, like, uh, probably. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, we use their Signal 30 squad, like if anything happens like that. Oh, yeah. Other than that, we we don't. Which we're supposed to be going to advanced accident investigation, and then after that's reconstruction. starting in January, and I'm not looking forward to it because I hate working traffic accidents. <laughs> They're awful, man. Like, yeah. I, oh, I don't, I don't mind even, doing the report or anything. I hate drawing the damn picture. The di- see, we have a we have a software on the computer that we can use, and yeah. it's super, like you put like every like it does everything for you. It's like two lane, four lane, and then you do it. Is it intersection? What kind of intersection? You click it. Then you put like the names of the streets, and you do like the dimensions of the streets, and it just like auto populates everything. It asks like are there stop signs or stop lights, and you like put it all in there, and like so. It, I mean, it still sucks. I don't like doing it, but it's not too bad. You just put it on the you put the paper in the printer, and it prints out on the accident report. So it's not too bad, but. Yeah, mine was straight edge and a pencil. <laughs> we still have – I prefer to hand draw. I'm faster at hand drawing because it takes like – for me, I try to fumble around on that program because mm-hmm. I don't – you know. And I work night shift now, so I don't really – when I do do an accident, normally they're really bad or it's DUI. But uh, but when I was on like day shift, man, it was just like – and everybody – it'll be like an accident at Taco Bell. And our policy is if somebody requests a report, you generate a report. So like no matter what it is. So like – and half the time they laugh at my reports because it'll be like, I so-and-so responded to this time and location and this person told me this. See attached witness statement. And like that's it because it's like it's not a crime. It's not anything that needs to be documented. It's like – and they're always like, well, that's not a lot of information. I was like, that's right because I showed up and there wasn't much information to be told. <laughs> like I don't know what – like if they told me this happened. Like I, that's exactly what happened. I don't know, you know. But it's – my reports are normally my little reports are about as long as Renix's long reports. If he still writes the same as he did before, 
Yeah. That was disrespectful. Oh, sorry. I, I'll never forget. We went, we went out to help that domestic. And I get done with my report. It's like a page and a half long. And Renix is like, Saul drunk, arrested, sane. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> so, but. Well. Short, sweet, and to the point. Well, you know. Yeah. No need for any of that important information or like elements of the crime. Just, yeah. I wish I so the thing is, and I wish now, and we so we wear body cameras like most agencies do, and I wish I could just drag and drop my body camera footage in the narrative box and just say this is what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just watch this because the thing is, they don't. So if you, if it went on camera, most of the time they won't take it anyway. So it's like, and the first thing they do when you drop off a chargeback is request the body camera footage. So it's like, why even, why even do it? Just submit that. But we'll see. Our county's the slowest county at filing charges anyway. So. Uh. I've gotten the text messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so have I. Yeah. <laughs> That's code for yep. our wives are beckoning oh, yeah. us to go home. Yeah. <laughs> the real bosses. Yeah. yeah. I keep getting ones that hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, man, I appreciate you yeah, coming anytime. on, Logan. There's a lot of good stuff there. We're going to have to get you on again. So I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Anytime to come see Renix. Yeah. We're going to go spoon now if you guys need to be at his facility. Uh, All right, we're going to get off here. We appreciate you guys listening. Yep. Thanks. You have been listening to Code 0.5, the lighter side of police work. If you have ideas or suggestions for our show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our website at code05.co. That's code05.co. And please consider making a donation at our Patreon page patreon.com slash code zero five be sure to use the digits zero five thanks for listening to code zero point five